is the Quick Slants Podcast. What is up, Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game on Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. As always, you can follow me if you're not already. Shame on you. On Twitter, at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game on Wisconsin at Game on WI. Want to wish everybody a belated a happy Mother's Day to themselves if they are a mom or to their mom and all the moms out there. I hope everybody had a great Mother's Day, good weekend, got to spend some time with family. And if your mom is no longer here, that you had some good memories to hold on to and cherish, and hopefully you were able to spend some time with family. Just want to thank all of the moms out there. It's we. No one was no one's here without a mom. So everybody has one and hope everybody had a great Mother's Day and a great weekend. Let's get back at it another week here. And I actually had something to talk about, so I am doing a show this week. I can't promise I'll be back next week because we go into a little bit of a quiet period of time right now where there's not a lot of stuff happening. But there were some things that happened last week. The rookie minicamp went down and we got a chance to see some players who had just heard their names called by the Green Bay Packers less than one week prior in uniform and helmets, seeing them in action, got a chance to see how big they were, got a lot of tweets and coverage from Packers writers and reporters talking about how these players looked, very limited sample size, how did they look on this play, what were the pluses, what were the minuses, all sorts of stuff like that going on in Green Bay. And most of it seemed pretty positive. I mean, I think the Packers on paper – had a pretty good draft. We talked about that last week. The consensus seems to be that they did well in the later rounds. We don't, we'll see how the first round picks end up being. But minicamp, right? So none of these guys have delved into the playbook. They haven't sat in any meetings. They haven't had any time with their position coaches or definitely not with the entire team, with the veterans. It was just kind of like a, here's your helmet, go run around a bit and watch for the ball, just like every single year. No different. It's nothing new, nothing new. There's, you know, there's no amount of playmaking, uh, you know, making a nice catch, picking off a ball, anything positive that happens in practice that's noteworthy at this point. So we have to temper our expectations. We can't get too high just because a guy picked off a ball or made a catch, you know. I mean, for any player in preseason who's balling out, and we've seen plenty of guys like Oren Burks three years ago. Remember when he made that play, that nice, amazing play in front of Aaron Jones in practice, and everyone thought he was going to bust out and become the next coming of what is now Devondre Campbell, well, that didn't happen, right? We swore that the, the you know, he was going to break out, didn't happen. Then you got guys like Yash Nyman who pleasantly surprise. They become instant contributors and play a key role in some big games that the team is playing. So, I mean, am I happy to hear that Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Samari Torre look great running routes? Sure. I mean, it beats all three rookies having to sit out practice because they tripped over their own two feet and have ankle injuries. You know, am I glad that Matt LaFleur is talking to and trying to teach Watson about late hands? Yes, of course. Something former Packers receiver Devontae Adams was so good at. Speaking of Adams, he tweeted out in response to a tweet the Packers put out featuring Watson. He said the rookie receiver was going to be the truth. And I thought that was a really classy move by Adams. Still endearing himself to Packers fans after departing for the Raiders and saying, hey, I'm not here anymore, but this guy is going to, you're in good hands. Now, obviously, he's not going to become Devontae Adams in his first year. 
And even Devontae Adams wasn't Devontae Adams in his first year. But, I mean, as much as the Packers may need these receivers to max out right away, it's not wise to count on it. Can't hinge your hopes on it. Receivers in year one who actually played at a high level, if I, I think about in recent history, and I can go back 20 years, Greg Jennings. I don't remember how good Javon Walker was in his first season in 02, but I don't think he was great all year long. I think Greg Jennings was really the only receiver that actually played at a high level right out of the gate. I mean, am I glad to hear, to hear that Quay Walker is the same size as Darius Smith after the Packers lost Smith in free agency? Yeah. Or that Devontae Wyatt won a, a one-on-one battle, but then he was also stymied by mid-rounder Zach Tom? Yeah, I am. But also consider that right now it's Packers on Packers. So on every play, there's a Packer who's going to make a play, and then there's going to be a guy on the other side who missed the play. So it's the ultimate grain of salt with these rookie minicamps right now. Where I think we're, we as, as uh, Packers fans and a society too, we're too eager for answers on our timeline when life is going to give us the answer in its own time. So we'll get, we'll get that when the games start being played, when some of these guys actually make a jump or don't make a jump in, from year one to year two, which is another year and a half away from now. I mean, that's a long time to wait. Or at the very least, in training camp. I mean, you don't have to wait till training camp, which is only a couple months away, when these young guys are actually going up against starters, against some all pros like Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, David Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari seems like he is doing okay. You know, some have expressed concern that he's still healing slowly, may not be ready for the season. That's crazy. He's, I think he's okay. He's looking like a guy who is sick of hearing about how he may or not be ready to play. And good. Take it out on those linebackers and defensive ends who are trying to wreck a game or wreck a season if it's in the playoffs and remind them who the alpha is. David Bakhtiari, one of those classic alpha guys in the NFL. And I I look forward to his return and the Packers offensive line being really good. I mean, I talked about this last week about how the vision is the future. Not having to rebuild this team when Aaron Rodgers is done playing is really big. Look at what they invested in. They invested in their defense. If you hand any quarterback uh, the ball, whether they're good, bad, or average, and they only have to score 17 points a game, it's become manageable. It's a lot more manageable for, for that team. But I think the Packers, who have a winning culture, is is big. And when we heard some of these players speak and what they had to say, I'm, I'm thinking specifically about what Watson said about nothing is given, everything is earned. You know, he's well-spoken. These young men are well-spoken. They're ready to be part of the culture of the Green Bay Packers, which has been established very well over the last 30 years. It's been a, a big winning tradition. And I know there's a lot of fans who are disappointed that there aren't more championships to be shown for it when they've had superior talent at key positions. I'm with you. But the Packers have won a lot of games, and they've given themselves a lot of swings at getting another championship. And as I'm tweeting about the Packers and talking about them, you hear me you talk about culture all the time. You've heard me mention it on Pack-A-Day as that X factor, and while everyone else is talking about the X's and O's and the scheme and the talent and plays and players, 
Because that's what it really comes down to. Culture is that little, little bit that might help get a team over. And if you have a strong culture, any shortcoming in those areas, I think, can be mitigated to some extent. It doesn't mean you're going to win every game because you have a great culture. It doesn't mean that that's what's going to get you over the hump. But you do then have a team that's ready to go to battle with and for each other every week. They're there to to play together and play tight. And in football, more so than any other team sport, where you've got 11 bodies that have to be doing something specific in order for one minute thing to go right, that's a small piece of the bigger hole, which is the game. You've got to be tight. You've got to be on the same page. Matt LaFleur and his coaching staff have done that. Brian Gutekunst has added players who are part of the culture that want to be part of this team. And I think if you look at the story of all the Super Bowl champions in history going all the way back from Super Bowl One to now, that's a common thread that you're going to find. The team was tight. They had a clear understanding of the mission. You're not going to find disjointed teams where guys are fighting on the sidelines and not doing well and you know guys are kicking, kicking nets on the sideline. Now, I know OBJ got his ring this past season, but it was because he stopped kicking the kicking net. And he was also on the sideline, unfortunately. He was hurt, but that's how you win. With a focused mentality, when you keep all that outside noise and all the BS that distracts teams, and I can think of plenty of players as examples of guys that you do not want on your team on the sideline who are causing those problems. You've got everybody focused. It's, it's another way that you can get more out of young guys and guys who aren't supposed to be big-time contributors because you're not supposed to count on rookies. Everybody's like, oh, the Packers had a bad draft. They didn't draft a wide receiver in the top 15. Well, top 15 or not, I mean, historically, young players that come in and make a huge impact, unless they're a bona fide offensive tackle, they're just it's a low percentage. But the Packers may need these young guys to max out if they're going to achieve the special, the max, which is winning a championship. Because they've got a hole at wide receiver and they've got they've got to get some production from that. And I think that's what Brian Gutekunst is hoping for by spending two first-round picks this season and moving up and getting Christian Watson is that he is counting on some of these rookies to get maxed out now right away in year one while they're also cheap. You know, guys who should turn out to be good pros, I think your first three picks, I think that's a fair expectation. If you're a first-rounder, you're supposed to be a good player. You're supposed to be a contributor right away. Christian Watson, for all intents and purposes, should be considered a first-rounder. He was picked the third third choice in the second round. And also, while their, their contracts are manageable, they need them to max out. Because if they don't, the Packers are probably going to have a hard time. Because at wide receiver, you've got a little bit of a talent deficiency. Now, there's a lot of time for the Packers to add more players. They might dip into the tight end pool, bring in another wide receiver. They're not done. The Packers are not done. The June 1st deadline, all that kind of stuff's going to happen. And the Packers are not done building this team. Because 
after the Rams, you know, and it would be interesting if, if, if the Packers did get it done this year with as many rookies as they're expected to be counting on. And, you know, based on the Adams loss, if Christian Watson comes in and ends up being a big contributor after just last year, the Rams seem to create the formula, of the opposite stacking a team with top veterans and spending big on them and winning a championship. I mean, Packers managed to get to win a Super Bowl with the opposite approach, winning with overachieving cheap rookies, then everybody's going to be walking around confused. It's going to be like you took the magnetic center of the of earth away and all of a sudden birds are flying all over the place and everything is all, all out of whack. And I think it'd be fun to see teams try these various approaches and then have to answer as to why it didn't work for them. You have some that are spending a bunch and some that aren't spending a bunch and none of it works and why it's just going to be chaos, which is what we all want, right? We all love the drama. We all love a good train wreck. We can't look away from it while it's happening. So, I mean, I don't I don't know about the Packers getting to a Super Bowl quite yet. I think it's it's too soon to say. And this is the first first season in a, in the last couple where I feel like, you know, gosh, there's a lot for them to show us before I think we can say that whereas the last couple of years I think it was easy to say, sure. This team can win a championship right now. I don't know how willing I would be to put money on that just until I see how some of these young players are because they've got they've got holes and they're going to need young players to do more than they have in the past as far as counting on them. But I do think they're still the favorites to win the division. And that's you know, they have they still have a massive massive advantage of quarterback and that alone should get them into the tournament again and from there anything can happen. So the culture is going to be very important to get everyone to buy in, fall in line, max out. And I think that's, I, I guess that's going to be my motto for the 2022 Green Bay Packers is max out. Because if they're going to accomplish big goals, they have to, in my opinion. They have to max out. Can't leave any single play on the field this time around. You know, there's, there's very little room for error. There is anyway. I mean, you, you can't make mistakes in big, big games like the Packers did last year. I mean, we, we need only look at the playoff game to remember that. But you got young players now, and they make a lot of mistakes, and that's by design. They're just, they're young, they're young for a reason, and they're, they're, not, they're not there yet. I mean, they have a lot to learn, and they have a lot to, to figure out. So it's, it's asking for a lot, but it would make it a lot sweeter and special, right, if the Packers did accomplish it. You know, will there be a third shot at a home NFC Championship game? I think that's very, very lofty as an expectation. Just from the standpoint of a third year in a row seems nearly impossible. I mean, they didn't get there last year. They didn't even get to host the game because they got knocked out. But they would have. They had the one seed secured. And it, it it seems improbable. But hey, if they have good health, they have solid play, and with a little luck, you know, maybe the NFL wants another NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. I don't, I'm not saying the game is fixed, but, you know. But in, in all seriousness, the Packers have to be laser-focused. Yeah, I mean, they're running out of time. If they're counting on superior quarterback play to get them to the promised land, it's it's got to be do or die time. And it's it's a tall task asking rookies to come in and be all of that. But they're saying the right things. They're saying the right things. The coaches finally got their eyes on and their hands on some of these rookies a little bit. There'll be another mini camp. They'll get in there with the veterans. And uh, the Packers were actually one of, I think, three teams that had their mini camps a little bit earlier. I think most of the other teams in the NFL are doing theirs this next week. And so we'll get a chance to hear from more about how some of the other rookies are looking 
Packers maybe get a chance to take a look at how the Bears, the Lions, the Vikings are looking. Although, again, it all comes down to the quarterback. As long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy, I think the Packers have a really good chance to be playing in some really, really special games. We found out that they'll take they'll be taking on the New York Giants in their London game. So the Giants will, will not get to come to Lambeau Field. And frankly, listen, I'm glad because as somebody who likes to go to Lambeau Field every season... That would have been one that I would have said, hey, can you give that to London? Because not that, it, that you don't want to go to London and you don't want to see a good game out there, but as somebody who's, who wants to go to Lambeau Field, I want it to be a good game. And so it's the Cowboys or one of those other really, really good games there too. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Quick Slants podcast. Get over to Game On Wisconsin. Check out the great content over there. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at... Jason Perrone, you can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. Again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Hope everyone's week is off to a great start. I will be back as soon as there is some news to talk about. In the meantime, everybody stay safe. Stay warm as spring has sprung. And as always, go Paco. Off play action, back to the throw. Prescott with time. Rifles it over the middle through the hands of the 